to celebrate the people in our lives who have nurtured us, fed us, and raised us. A day to celebrate moms. So, a happy day for many. A big brunch day, right? And after last week, you all know I love brunch. The flower industry loves Mother's Day, I would think, as does Hallmark, Greeting Cards. Has everyone stopped by the store to grab a bouquet of flowers and a card for their mom? Like every holiday, our culture is great at the happy side of Mother's Day, right? Today, Instagram will be filled with tributes to moms. Thanks for being the best mom ever, hashtag blessed, with photos of happy moms with their kids smiling, all looking cute. What Instagram doesn't show so readily is the often complicated, painful feelings that come up for many of us on Mother's Day. Today is a beautiful day, to be sure, but it can also be a day that makes the grief of losing a mother more painful than ever. It can also be a day that feels impossibly sad, where those whose dreams of becoming a mother continues to be frustrated by infertility or long adoption processes. It can be a day that highlights the pain of disconnect or conflict in relationships with mothers, stepmothers, mothers-in-law. And the truth is, does anyone have a perfect, conflict-free relationship with their mother or mother figure? Yes, Mother's Day is a chance to stop and reflect on those who have mothered us into who we are today. And that reflection can bring up feelings of grief, of not being mothered in the ways we longed to be. Well, in the first reading today from the Acts of the Apostles, we meet a certain mother, Tabitha, or Dorcas in Greek. Not a mother of her own children that we know of, but a mother of the church. A mother of the church. When we read the Bible, it is so important to pay attention to the women. And here we have a whole story about a woman whose husband is never named or mentioned. She seems to be a woman of some wealth, a woman with a career, a seamstress, a woman who was a leader in the early church. We get quite a few details about Tabitha, her status as a believer and a disciple. She's called a disciple. Seems important. We get her name in two languages, Tabitha and Dorcas. I think Dorcas is a funny name, so I usually call her Tabitha. Dorcas is a great biblical name, though, so if anyone wants to name their kid, Dorcas. <laughs> you know, just a suggestion. <laughs> we learn about her commitment to doing good deeds, and we learn about her community's response to her death. Well, it's clear that in the city of Joppa, after Jesus' resurrection, a group of followers of the way has gathered around Tabitha. She seems to be a community builder, a church leader, having devoted herself to caring for some of the most vulnerable people, widows. As women unattached to a husband, widows had no prospect except remarriage. And if they were still widows, it likely meant that the other men in their husband's family either could not or did not marry them. 
as was the law. So these, the widows who remained widows, were the most destitute in society, the people with no chance of making a better life for themselves. So it seems that Tabitha had heard about Jesus, had believed him, had believed him when he said that we belong to each other, and had committed her time, her money, her life to caring for the marginalized in her community. What a pastor. It seems that Tabitha was a woman of some means. It says she's always giving money away, continually. She lived her life with a mindset of abundance, trusting that what Jesus taught about the kingdom of God was true. That if we all give what we have, there is always enough. Well, the women who have come to her bedside at Tabitha's death are the living proof that she was a pastor, a community developer, a mother to many who had no one to support them. She was a true mother of the early church, one whose story seems to be lost amid the stories of male disciples spreading the gospel. Right here on this Mother's Day, we have evidence of a female disciple leading a community of believers, caring for the least of these, leading a community that has transformed the lives of those who belong to it. And we know that the community that Tabitha built was transformative because when she died, the people who loved her came to her side, the widows of Java. Because, of course, birth and death are women's work, the women had come to tend to Tabitha's body. They washed her body and laid her in an upstairs room. And as they are grieving, and they call Peter to come grieve with them, I love this, they take out the objects that remind them of her, the clothes she made them, saying, look, she made this for me. I picture the women holding lovingly the robes and garments that Tabitha had sewn herself, physical evidence that she loved them, that she cared for them. Tabitha, the mother of this community, had cared for her people in so many ways, and these garments were evidence of the love that she had poured out. I love that detail of the story, the widow showing Peter the garments that Tabitha had made them. Think of someone you know who has died. Do you have an object that reminds you of them? A piece of clothing they used to wear? A gift they gave you? A photograph to look at? Think about that tactile thing, how holding it keeps that loved one close. That's what the widows were doing with those garments that Tabitha had sewn. You see, Tabitha had mothered a community of Christians that had become family. And in her death, those who loved her were holding out the parts of her that they still had, showing off garments and saying, look, see, she loved me. She sewed this for me. She wanted me to be warm. This is a Mother's Day story, this story of Tabitha, that can contain the multitude of experiences we all have with our own mothers and those who have mothered us, and the multitude of experiences we have 
become mothers unexpectedly, and for those who long to be mothers, undergoing fertility treatments and long adoption processes. This story has room for the moments we love mothering and the moments we mourn the loss of who we were before we became mothers. As Tabitha, the mother of the early church, lays on her deathbed, surrounded by the community she mothered in a radical way, there is room for all parents who nurture children, no matter their gender. There is room for chosen families that nurture one another. There is room for mothers whose children have died and mothers who worry they aren't doing a good job. This Mother's Day story of Tabitha is one that exists in a liminal space, and we hear echoes of the Easter story, don't we? Those who loved Tabitha washed her body and laid her to rest. They mourned. They told stories about how much she meant to them. They remembered her. And then, somehow, she was raised from the dead. Another Easter morning for the beloved community that Tabitha had cultivated. What do we do with this resurrection story? How do we hold it alongside the resurrection story of Jesus? My guess is that Tabitha's resurrection was just as bewildering to the disciples as Jesus' own resurrection was. As we've seen in the appearances of Jesus after his resurrection, things got more confusing, more uncertain. Jesus is alive? Tabitha is alive? Somehow, death does not have the last word in beloved community. Somehow, Love conquers death in surprising, life-altering ways. Maybe this is the hope we cling to this Mother's Day, and all its beauty.